GM, 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 what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is another Friday, which means another episode of Wonky Weekly Alpha. This is the 57th consecutive episode. We've hosted the 57 consecutive weeks of showing up each and every day, getting in here and, yeah, keeping the vibes going. So... We are, we're at it again, man. Rooster, what's going on? 80s, what's going on? Welcome back. How are we doing today? Uh, GM, GM. I'm uh, doing real well. I see you noticed that uh, ribbon I picked up last night. Another oh, yeah. in the bag. We eat ribbon. We love it. You got to pin that ribbon up there. GM, GM, gentlemen, ladies, legends and icons. GM, sir. Um, you know, it's funny. Yesterday, I, I I tweeted this out, but I was thinking about it. So I think I've talked a couple times about where I first noticed GMs popping up on the timeline. They weren't really that popular the last bear market, but there was like one small group of guys that I did it with. But the thing that was super popular throughout the last bear market into the beginning of the phases of the next bull market that kind of faded away, surprisingly was the FFs. So FFs were a way that people basically, I mean, it wasn't GM, but it was kind of GM before GM. You know, everybody would spam FFs on the timeline. It's like follow Fridays. Every single Friday, you would pick a few people that you would end up shouting out for one reason or another. And odds are a lot of people would just pick big accounts because it was interaction with the big accounts and it led toward <laughs> them getting more interaction on their accounts. And like, even though, so you'd have like this guy with like 200 followers saying FF crypto Kaleo, like all 200 of my followers go follow this dude because of X, Y, Z alpha. So really it was like a backhanded simp compliment, but it was also kind of badass, cool, whatever too. And then you'd get some, you know, you, you would get some alpha drops in the meantime too. You'd have some people that would drop whoever. And, you know, point being, it was like a more specific way of sharing the love than what you have with just like the general GM. And I feel like it completely disappeared. I don't know. Am I wrong? Have you guys seen FFs in a while? I haven't seen FFs since I... You haven't seen FFs so long that they rugged you whenever you tried to, you know, time you saw FFs. Yeah, it's that bad, man. They still won't let you talk. Um, Rooster, what about you, man? That that looks like a new PA also, is it? Yeah, um, uh, I picked this one up about two months or so ago. Had to, uh, had to join Red Zip. Um Actually, ended up picking up another PA yesterday, but kind of got scammed. Um, so, th- I guess there's an exploit in the, the waiting period for OpenSea after transfers um, for like accepting WEATH offers. If you bundle a regular buy with a WEATH offer, like, you know, being exploited by like a MEV bot. Um, it bypasses the wait period, essentially. So um, anyway, I bid on like rare traits 
um, dude like new donned it and like changed the traits and then uh, sent it back over and then listed it. And then it immediately uh, got picked up by a mev bot um, and sold to the bot and then sold to me within the same block. So a little bit irritating on that end. That is frustrating. Well, you know, hey, one way or the other, uh, sounds like sounds like your guy was meant to be. He's with you now. <laughs> no, this yeah, this one I got before. The other one that that I got yesterday. Oh, that was the one was from like, yesterday that that ended up happening. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, they yeah they changed the traits, then sent it back and listed it, and then I guess uh, I don't know if they did it purposely or if like you know it was just a mev bot that found it within five seconds the bot ended up profiting like 0.005 Ethereum. It's like $7. <laughs> and I, I bought a, I bought a floor about 75% above floor. Rip. I mean, Hey, could have been a lot worse, man. It could have been a lot worse. I've heard stories where a lot of the times you'll hear somebody will be like, Oh yeah, I bought it seven and a half times higher than whatever it was. So glad that, you know, you know, glad, glad it wasn't worse than what it could have been, but I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, 80s, you'll be proud of me, man. So I'm on day number, let's see. Okay. I guess it started Tuesday. I'm on like day number one, two, three, four of my diet right now. What? So I, I love to hear it. And. I've actually been really consistent with it. So I, I've had two opportunities this week where, you know, I had uh, like two different Bible study things. One that I lead for the high schoolers with Young Life. Another that, you know, I'm just participating in. Both of them happen to have birthdays this week, I guess. So for the first one, people brought these crumble cookies, which I don't know if you've heard fire, of this before. They're fire. fire. Yeah, absolute fire. They brought those and drumsticks. And that was, you know, day number one of the diet. And it was just this pivotal moment where I was like, okay, if I can say no, I can roll it over to other no's, right? So then yesterday, I show up to this Young Life thing, and it's somebody else's birthday, apparently. And somebody brought these fire cupcakes and cake balls, and same thing, was able to say no again. So I've kept it under 3,000 calories a day, which I know for a lot of people doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, it's huge. And I've kept it to like, pretty much all healthy food throughout the entire period. So I'm telling you slowly, but surely for those of you who have not seen rooster rooster is jacked. I am going to become rooster. Like that is, <laughs> that is the ultimate goal. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh shit. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen Kaleo, dude, it's a four foot three Asian guy. Actually, <laughs> um, Super surprising. I was not expecting that. I mean, you know, Hey, God made us all differently, and it's okay to strive for a diet to make you a little bit taller and a little bit more handsome, and that's the end goal of all this. I really think that if I can just keep myself in check here for at least the next few weeks, maybe I'll like barely eclipse five foot. I don't know. It won't quite be up to the roosters, six foot six, 215-pound chiseled Chad self. But I mean, like I will be on the way and that'll be enough for me. 
I've actually uh, been on a diet recently too, um, since getting back from Texas. Uh, but it's been a chorizo diet um, <laughs> ever since. You know, I got that taste of some good old Texas chorizo. I uh, pretty much have had chorizo every day since then. So, bro, uh, inverse the same, bro. I've been such a <laughs> fat piece of shit since we got back from Austin, bro, all week long. But starting Monday, I'm doing a 45 day challenge because I got 45 days starting Monday till I go to Peru, and we are gonna do some heavy lifting here, baby. Sheesh. All right, 80s, we'll do an abs competition. Um, <laughs> whoever, and you've seen me, bro. You know that I don't have abs. <laughs> we'll, we'll I'm going to have to add another 100 days onto my 45 to get any kind of abs going. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You know, you know you're closer to it than I am. <laughs> it's going to take a hell of a lot of work to get there in 45 days for me. But, you know, hey, that is actually the ultimate goal. Um, you know, I, I'm not even joking. 45 days for me is around like what my ultimate goal is to get back to that point. So we'll see. I think like, you know, enough discipline and enough of you guys giving me shit each Friday, checking in on me should get me there because there was this point y'all, you don't even understand whenever we talk about the community, the vibes or whatever else with this crew, like there was a point Earlier this year, whatever, actually it was last year, I was telling 80s about like this goal to get back in shape. 80s DM me like every other day for a couple weeks and was just like, bro, are you are you in the gym? Are you doing something? Are you in the gym? And eventually I was like, no, man, I am not in the gym. I'm not going to the gym. And like when I go to the gym, it'll be on my time and I'll let you know when I go to the gym. <laughs> His accountability was incredible, but he will. Like if you say, hey, bro, keep me accountable, he'll do it for better or for worse. And, you know, that's what a good friend does. It's all love, baby. That's why, man, we got to hold each other accountable. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, hey, let's see. What all is going on in the world? Uh, 80s, tell me a little bit more about your PFP because that is a new one that I haven't seen you rock so far. Yeah, man, it's actually the first PFP I've changed since, uh, shit, eight months, my Peru picture. Um, it's Chronic Youth. It's a little organization. They're getting ready to drop an NFT project here soon. It's based around plant medicine. It's based around good vibes and people coming together to educate one another. Um, the whole main ethos of it is healing with plant medicine and having an actual organization that can come in and like educate people the right way so um they gave me an honorary uh pft man i never had anybody do that shit before and i i'm just absolutely stoked about it and it's like a mini version of me it is a true 80s baby let's go dude that's awesome so did you just come across them by you know via your network of you know people with that like showing up into their spaces or how exactly did you make that connection? Well, it's about building bridges and that's what we've been doing um, with room 110 for a long time and just meeting people here and there in the space and just making connections. Cause that's what the main part of this, all of this is, is just that connection sharing. And um, I believe uh, I was hooked up with them maybe with B ways. I'm not too sure. Somebody hooked me up with a uh, microdose Megan and we just kind of hit it off and, she actually came down here to Tampa, um, and I got a chance to meet with her, have some lunch with her, and it's just a really good vibe, man. So keeping that connection going. 
That's badass, man. Well, I, I, I do love the honorary, you know, and you, if anybody's deserving of one, it is you. So congratulations on that, man. Love to see it. Um, all right. We got a couple other people on stage. Haven't kicked it over to yet. Big Bold Bull, it's been a minute, man. I feel like the last time we had you up here, it was on your, you know, your campaign to glory that you nearly achieved in the last poker tourney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I busted out, unfortunately, a little early, but uh, no, man, it's been a busy couple months for me. I, uh, I get to play that poker tourney kind of on my phone in a corner at work while, <laughs> while uh, my boss glared at me. So, uh, no, it's been a crazy couple months over here. I haven't been around as often, but uh, I got off today early. We got a pending snowstorm, so everybody's kind of hunkering down. Uh, yeah, just taking it all in, man. Just glad to be able to get up here and join the vibes. So pending snowstorm, I don't know what part of the country you're in. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Have you been already just completely flooded in snow recently, or is it something that you're looking forward to? It has, you, know, you can't tell he's from Canada, bro. Oh yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm in Newfoundland. So it's, uh, you know, it, my part of the Island hasn't been too bad this winter. It's only been five or six snowstorms. Uh, don't get me wrong, we've had our fair share in the last few years. A couple of years ago, we had, I don't know, it was like two feet of snow in 48 hours. Like, you just snowboard from my house down the street. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it, I think we're getting 50 centimeters over the next, I don't know, 24 hours or so. So it'll be, uh, anyway, just a case of beer and a pack of darts and some joints and that. <laughs> and and, uh, and chill out with you fine folks and uh, stay warm with my dog. Did you just say a pack of darts? Oh, yeah, a pack of cigarettes, yeah. <laughs> Such a newbie thing to say. That's awesome, man. My buddy over here calls them darts, too, or he calls them the heaters. <laughs> got that heater. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. Um, yeah, dude, I forgot that you were a newbie. So, uh, I mean, it, it has to be a decent size. I mean, one and a half feet isn't anything to laugh about. Uh, you know, I did I did my quick head math. On the centimeter conversion. <laughs> That's so what I, I couldn't get past the centimeters, bro. <laughs> well, I saw you crack it up, Rooster. That's why I had to do the quick conversion for you. 2.54 centimeters per inch, bro. It's easy. Um, so, yeah, man. Like, I, I, I love that, though. Because I feel like for you, big, like, what does it have to be for you guys to get off work early? in somewhere like new and like it's got to be at least over a foot right yeah it's usually i mean what uh, uh you know parent parents these days are a lot more concerned about their kids than uh, probably my generation you know it was like suck it up and go to fucking school uh so now we get kind of closures when we get these big blizzard forecasts ahead of time it used to be you know well, we'd have to we'd have to wait till whiteout period before we'll send a school bus for you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so like the uh, you know government and all that stuff shut down at two o'clock today, which is very abnormal because not a flake has fallen yet. So, uh, it's we we've definitely we've definitely softened up in the last couple of years. Put it that way. No, I feel that man. My my dad told me when he was growing up, and he spent a couple of years in Calgary. He had to hike um, hike to school two miles in the snow uphill both ways <laughs> and you know he just told me it was normal 
<laughs> two. I thought it was like two hundred. You know, it added up to that after X amount of time. But um, you know, like that—that that was always the story I've been told. I trust my dad, and so I just expected that was every Canadian's experience. Well, you know, f- funny enough, like like le- absolutely legit. Like my mom, when she would be brought to school in the winter, it would be on a sleigh with a horse. So like, uh, yeah, and would have to haul wood to bring it to the school. And that's like not even a lie. Like, and I'm not even that old. <laughs> Bro, that's incredible. Actually, I'm not even joking. My, my grandma was born in a log cabin up um, outside of uh, outside of Calgary. Um, so fun fact. I mean... <laughs> fun fact. The Kaleo origin um, story. The Kaleo origin story. And actually, you know, I'm not going to say which river, but then my grandpa, you know, born somewhere else in the States, the one that married that grandma was born on the banks of a river. Like, <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even shitting you. They lived in a tent like banks of a river. Like, so fun fact, that was one side of the family, you know, they, they came together and just, uh, you know, meant to be. So amazing. Different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're in the audience, you may be wondering how does this all relate to NFTs? So I'm gonna let Crow go ahead and bring that in for us. This is NFTs. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I mispronounced his name. I'm gonna let seven rocket emojis dot eth bring this in for us. Utility. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all you needed to know. Like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> Just wanted to do a quick posture check for everybody. And I'm looking at you, T. <laughs> T, I'm looking at you, T. Yo, Carl, I'm not even lying. I'm wearing my posture correcting little back thing right now. So it's, <laughs> it's already got me covered. And today, as soon as this space is over, I'm heading to the gym. I've got back and buys. Um, so that is, that's on the agenda right up after this. I'm going for a forehand massage after this. Treat myself nice. So I meet Kaleo in Austin, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Um, your posture is really bad. You need to put your head up and <laughs> your chest down. <laughs> Just accountability, bro. Accountability. I mean, <laughs> once you put the team on your back for so long, you know, like, gets difficult. Especially being a four-foot Asian man. I don't know. I mean, you're four foot three. You got to give me credit. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Bro, yeah, he, he like just barely passes that line at the amusement park where it says you can and can't ride the rides. The bigger ones, no go, but like 80% of the rides he's cool on. And, you know, the other thing I've got to throw out here, what does my ethnicity have anything to do with any of this? You know, like, what does it matter? I picture like a Mr. Miyagi figure. Like, I don't know about anybody else. I can ride with that. I can ride with that. 
I, I actually think that's pretty close. You know, like maybe Mr. Miyagi just when he was, you know, 30, 40 years younger. Um, so, um, on, on some actual uh, weekly alpha, because I haven't paid too uh, close attention, let me be the what about Bitcoin guy, Kaleo. What about Bitcoin guy? Yeah, what about the guy that always like comes up and says, where's Bitcoin going? Oh, yeah, the dude that just steps up the space, like, that's all. I don't know where he is, um, but hey, I'll, 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 dude, here's my deal with Bitcoin, anything right now. I really just think that we're chopping at the top of this range, whether it takes like a few days or a week or whatever it is before it finally breaks out above it. And, you know, hey, they're going to be people, even if it comes off this a little bit and it dips back down to 25, you're going to have people that are so freaking bearish, it's not even funny on the timeline. I, I really don't think that that's an invalidation of where we are whatsoever. So I could see even a little bit of a pull off from where we are right now before, you know, that reclaim and send. But we're going to send one way or the other. So I, I, I really see it just as an opportunity where, you know, like, Everything that you have right now, I think, is really the last opportunity that you're going to get here over the next couple of weeks before we send above 30K, at least for a minute. Because I, I really am a huge believer that 30 to 40 is going to be a quick climb. And it is funny, though, every single day that we spend here, there are less and less people that agree with that type of, you know, sentiment, I guess you could say. And, uh, so, yeah, you know, like, I, I still have pretty high conviction in it. And, you know, honestly, it would take, like, if we dip back down maybe beneath 24 or so, I, I would ask, okay, maybe is there something going on, like, differently? But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident with where we are. Yeah, I started seeing some doom on the timeline and in the chats recently. You see people calling for sub 20s i see people calling for nfts to zero because they uh saw really no relief bounce on this pump and uh you know dumping from here would just you know be further pain um so yeah it's pretty interesting uh the different narratives bro i really think a lot of it comes back to this too i i mean and we talked about this the other week in the spaces I mean, for everything, it just comes back to survival still. I mean, look at where, you know, that little baby mini pump that we had in January, the end of December through January in the NFT marketplace, right? Uh, it, uh, it was about a month long of pretty decent price action across the board. And, you know, like it didn't take much to move the market in that type of scenario. NFTs will have another incredibly bullish season coming up. Uh, I'm a huge believer of that. If it's not this year, you know, hey, give it another year, right? Like, but for a lot of people, that type of time frame is an eternity, right? Like we have so many people that are in this space that are just accustomed to instant gratification. And if they don't see any type of instant gratification as far as price action or anything else is concerned, then they're out. They're done. But I mean, look at it from the perspective of a lot of utility projects with the way they've set themselves up. There are a lot of projects out there that are these utility projects that have 
put themselves on this platform where their holders expect X type of events and X type of whatever else. And realistically, what they're promising in that, like, it, you know, as much as people say, oh, Web3 is like this different type of freedom than Web2, they're realistically structuring like a Web2 club more than anything else. And at the end of the day, 99% of them are going to let everybody down and they're not going to be able to have the inflow of cash to be able to, you know, keep up with that type of burn rate. So what does that mean? You know, expectations aren't being met. And people are disappointed. They go down. So, like, the thing is, I, I mean, that's how Projects Die is setting, un, you know, expectations that aren't sustainable. So, I really think that it's all about sustainability still for the next year or so. And, dude, that's why I'm so confident with, like, the stonks and where we are. You look at, like, what happened throughout the course of the last year, right? You know, we vibed throughout the bear market. We had, we had a nice little run with everybody else. And honestly, dude, we've still maintained really well right now throughout the course, considering what, how a lot of other similar type projects pumped and fell off. So, I, you know, regardless of whatever happens the course of the next year, you know, it is what it is. I still see it as an opportunity for everybody to continue to stack those high conviction plays. Because, again, whenever the market really takes up for NFTs again, and, you know, it's not just one month of whatever, but it's multiple months consecutively adding on top of each other. That's where the real opportunity is. And it's just about surviving until then. Jesus, Crypto Jesus, welcome up to the stage, my man. How are you doing? Today? I'm doing well. How are you, Kaleo? Thanks for having me up. Uh, I'm doing well, man. What up, wonky fam? Yo, I, I got a hot take on this. So... I think the market this time around is a lot more event driven because you have a huge set of people globally that are using crypto fundamentally as a replacement for their local financial infrastructure. You know, like your El Salvador's, uh, your Lebanon's, Nigeria's, the Philippines, uh, Venezuela, Vietnam's of the world, etc. Now, these audiences are growing even in the bear market and they're growing still fairly exponentially. Now, the reality is the average GDP per capita for users in this market is pretty low. You know, it's in the few thousand dollar range, if even that. So these people obviously can't really afford to buy NFTs. So you have an interesting layer of support for the price of your major tokens, you know, your Bitcoin and your Ethereum, because people are just fundamentally using it in replacement of their local financial infrastructure. But you don't really have that that support with nfts it's really a speculators market because the main value proposition at the moment is community there are very few nfts aside from you know like ens and and the wonky fam over here that have any utility at all so in my opinion i think everyone kind of thinks we're going to be heading towards a recession and that means we'll likely see more turmoil in these third world countries and more people being pushed towards crypto but i don't really see many of those people going to nfts unless we all of a sudden start seeing nfts that have a lot of utility and nfts that are a lot more affordable on layer twos so i think the nft market's going to get hit pretty bad yeah you know hey i i'm at the point where i don't disagree with you man like i think it's one of those things where again it's consolidation still within the market I mean, 
you know, like I really, we don't have many cycles to realistically look through in the NFT market to say, hey, well, this is what happened four years ago. So this is what to expect now. So the best that we can do is look at what we have seen and, you know, similar markets and how they've behaved. So I look at last summer, for instance, right? Last summer, after the um, the other side drop, the NFT marketplace just took a shit, right? Projects were selling off left and right. There was nothing really rallying. And, you know, I look at the Pudgy Penguins just as an example. And the Pudgy Penguins were down at this level where they just kind of maintained and they chugged along, you know, and they just kind of stayed flat and then slowly started to grind higher. And it took a lot of time and there was a lot of volatility in the meantime too, right? It wasn't like this straight, you know, line up. They had different little pumps, cooled off, different little pump, cooled off. And it took a lot of time. And then eventually, you know, took months and months and months of kind of building through this. You just saw them take off. And then next thing you know, like they were one of the biggest talks of the NFT space, but it didn't happen overnight. You know, there were a lot of people that didn't believe in that process throughout it. And it wasn't every single other project that rallied around them, right? There were a lot of projects that were, you know, these quote unquote blue chips, they flipped along the way. So I still think that we're going to see that throughout the course of this year, or you'll have opportunity in a few select projects. And, you know, hey, if anybody knew exactly what they're going to be, you know, you'd be a rich man. But hey, I, I really think there will be some outliers, that have that opportunity to be able to accumulate, to be able to do whatever, to be able to survive and become those type of names down the road for the next type of thing, for what Pudgies did. But, you know, along that process, there are going to be tons of tombstones. Yeah, and I think those outliers are going to be the ones that build the best communities on Twitter. Because when we look at these platforms right now, you take a look at Discord, all these individual communities are consolidated. They're completely isolated from each other. There's no consolidated feed. So, you know, you lose 90% of your human capital. These discords, relatively speaking, have become ghost towns and everything is consolidated more or less on Twitter. So whatever entities can build the best communities on Twitter, I mean, what Pudgy has done extremely well is not only have they built amazing community on Twitter, but they've been able to pull a lot of people over from other platforms like Instagram and TikTok, etc. Uh, that a lot of these other NFT communities haven't re really been able to enter these markets at all. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see which groups really are able to keep an active community on Discord and continue to pull in new liquidity into their ecosystem. I got a, yeah, I got a little take on this. Um, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, multi, like a multi-spectrum, right? Currently, as it sits, um, you have to understand we are in a casino for the most part. Uh, there are plays with, you know, higher EVs than others, um, you know, quote-unquote blue chips, uh, smarter, longer-term investments, right? And I think it's going to be like, in a, in a bear market sense, it's going to be more of a luxurious item. Like you said, you know, we're not going to see the third world countries using NFTs. Um, the most value I've received from it already is the networking and uh, the connections with community. Like you said, the highest value proposition. That's the real utility 
I mean, right there is the connections and the networking, 100%. Oh, and, and I would gladly have invested like three times, four times, five times as much money as I have in the NFTs and been completely rugged of it all um, to get to where I am right now. Like, it, the connections are impeccable, right? It's going to be for people they're going to be two sides to the market, right? They're still going to be your gamblers who are trying to, you know, just make it, make it big on that one NFT, right? That's going to make up for all the losses. And then there's going to be people more focused on the community side who are going to be, you know, be using funds and going to in real life meetups, um, you know, doing things within the community. And so they're, they're definitely few, fewer strong projects to look at um, in sense of that. And that's uh yeah, I'm a little little baked right now, so the thoughts are jumbled, but that's essentially what I think how it's going to play out. Hey, speaking of uh, in real life meetups, there's a NFT Philly event on Sunday. <clears throat> I know there's a bunch of wonky members from the area, so so get with me. I'm planning to go. It's Sunday afternoon at a, a brewery, so hit me up. Bro, I'm looking down at the crowd, and I see Johnny Solana in the crowd. I feel like Johnny Solana is a Philly guy. I don't know why. He just... Like if I, if anybody is going to be a Philly guy in this crowd, it's got to be Johnny Solana. Facts. <laughs> hey, are any of you going to NYC for uh, the NFT? Rooster, Kaleo? He's throwing up the hearts. I think you're right, Kaleo. <laughs> if I actually am right, that's incredible. <laughs> but okay, that's okay. I nailed it. Johnny Solana is a is a Philly dude. Um, but NFT NYC now, nah, like here's, I, I'm just not a big NFT NYC guy. I like, I'm not a big New York city person in general, but I, I, the one I, I kind of wish looking at it that I would have gone to NFT LA, um, you know, it looks like there was a lot of, but the sad thing is I didn't even really know NFT LA was happening until I saw it pop up in my timeline. <laughs> that's that's embarrassing but it's true um and you know hey we 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 just had the south by southwest uh so stop by there and nftla would have been a lot but um no no nft nyc um definitely want to you know plan on basil later this year i think that doing something else for that this year would be cool you know um so because i'm thinking about basil i'm really debating do I want to go to the Bitcoin conference in May? That was something I've been thinking about doing um, coming up here. Not positive because, you know, from the past several years, two trips to Miami a year feels like one trip too many. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I know some of y'all young guns can handle it. I, uh, I, I can't keep pace. So <laughs> Debating that one right now. I love how you, you treat yourself like you're a 55-year-old man. It's hilarious. <laughs> Bro, you're just hey, nobody, nobody Asian guy knows. with long mustache. You know, for, for all they know, I'm Mr. Miyagi, bro. Don't, don't ruin the image. Um, Crow, so tell me more about this Philly meetup. What all, what all are they doing? at a, Like, what do you do at an NFT Philly meetup? I'm like, hey, my name is Crow. Um, have you heard that I have seven rocket emojis, Dottie? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I got seven they, rocket emojis. And they're, 
they ask me all kinds of questions and uh, I do my best to answer them all. Um, uh, it's, it's just a bunch of a room full of NFT people, which is great, right? You don't have to explain yourself why you're so foolish on the technology. Like everybody's already there. So you're just kind of, you know, getting into the details a little more. And this is a way to connect. They've been doing it for a while. Um, Barman is his name. He's an ape. Um, he was getting down, having a couple beers and, you know, sharing war stories. Yo, Crow, what time is it at on uh, on Sunday? It's pretty early. Um, it, yeah, Lander just shoot, said it's, it's one DM, to five. I'll send it to you. It's like in the afternoon. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm a Philly guy. I know Lander is too, so maybe I'll pull up. Yeah, we can have a little mini, uh, little stonk meetup. All right, be honest. So I've never been to Philly once. Is Philly a place worth visiting? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Claire. Amer- America's so bird good. capital, baby. Yeah, I think it's actually super underrated. Even if you a, just get a cheese steak, pretty bad flat, fine. but yeah, it's worth Have it. you always seen all or wait, shit. Have you ever seen Always Sunny? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. <laughs> no, I'm asking Kaleo because uh, the night the I spent in Philly was uh, pretty similar to any one of those episodes. You know, Always Sunny, I, I, I never binge-watched it, but it was always something that I just, you know, you flip through the channels, you leave it on, and yeah, like I have, I'd have it on in the background. So I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit familiar with Always Sunny. Yeah, that, that that was uh that was my experience. Um, definitely, probably could have went a different route, but I, I was only there for like sixteen hours, I believe, uh, driving through. Bro, I'll tell you what I want to do. I like I would love to do just a road trip across the states. I think that would be a ton of fun, dude. Let's so, rent an RV, bro. Yeah, get get a wonky bus. You know, here's uh, I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and you know pull out the stop sign right now on that idea. Um, anytime I've seen any type of crypto bus type events, they are always immediately turned into some type of cult. And not saying that we we would get there right, like not pushing that idea, but I'm just saying the outside perspective usually doesn't reflect what i mean maybe it does reflect what's actually going on one way or the other just too many you know i think what killed it for me as far as any type of thing associated with that was the whole litecoin bus back in the day i think it was a litecoin bus where they had miss teen crypto and there there was that one super creepy old dude that was with this 16 year old girl just like traveling across the country lord knows who let this girl travel with these 40 50 you know year old men across the country but the way that he was all over her was just no and i'm obviously not saying any of that would ever happen but it just kills the idea of anything crypto related with a bus for me there are a couple other instances that i've seen of crypto related you know bus whatever it just is like for some reason it never works out you know, anything other than a bus, you know, I like I'm down for an old, you know, OK, like what is it, an old hatchback or something like I, I like anything other than just a bus. 
That'd be a little tight. What about a van? <laughs> I mean, a van still, I don't know, man. All of it's That's just creepiest. Fuck driving yeah, around yeah, roosters. Right? <laughs> I don't know if I can ride with any of it. Maybe a caravan. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> that's one of the great things about this is that wherever we travel, like we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some wonky friends there. It's really a beautiful thing. So the community is the utility. That's uh, that's really all about it. I mean, like m- most of most of the deliverables, anyways, are a lot of like IRL things within the community um other than you know like extra pieces of collection that you get airdropped right but is that really utility um and yeah so that's uh that's where i'm putting my money like i'm I'm rotating back into pandas i don't know ice bag's just an animal um and he dude does deserve a, a ton of credit and they they do a lot of in real life stuff and i'm i'm all about that i had the best times meeting up with all the wonky people um, both in Miami and in Texas, and uh, I'm going to continue to do so. Um, so community is the utility, buying the community. You know, I feel like that's a, a good good spot to go ahead and, you know, mic drop for the day. <laughs> um, I, I apologize, Rooster. I, you know, I've got I've to get to the gym. I've got to stay steady and consistent with this. You know, I really want to be like you one day. And yeah, I, I got a gym too because I got to get even bigger now. So, um, but you know, thank God none of us are like Crow. That would be awful. <laughs> Crow, not to say that you you can. You know, I I believe that you can lose that weight. Um, and we are not fat phobic in this community. We are accepting. Um, just let you know, brother, you've got some work to do. When you got to stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, man. Uh, guys. Hey guys, if you if you if you've met Crow, Crow you, you you know I'm messing around. <laughs> Crow Crow actually legit was the most jack like you know fitness buff that I met this last week. Bro, so, seven thirty in the morning, he's doing a hundred push-ups. Mad props to him, bro. I couldn't do it. I was still crawling on the floor, drunk. I was just trying to beat back the headache. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no. Until this next week, um, you guys take it easy. Enjoyed this as always, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend, fellas. And ladies in the crowd as well. So I will catch you guys later. See ya, see ya, see ya.